Hello and welcome back to the Peculiar Place podcast. I'm here once again with my sister, Mandy V. Hello. This is our segment, Two Bees in a Pod, and our second episode, which I'm so excited about. Mm -hmm. And we want to say thank you so much for all the love you gave us on our first episode. You guys were so sweet and kind. I've read all of your messages, and I'm glad that you're excited for us. Yeah, it's going to be a lot of fun, and it's just going to get better and better, I think. Yes, and we we are now available to listen to on Spotify. Apple Podcasts, really anywhere that you can get your podcasts, we are available on. And of course, YouTube, if you're watching us here as well. So before we get started, we just want to cover uh, a couple things uh, from last week. Firstly, rest in peace, Moot. (laughs) Um, We should have said this last week, and I was reading all your comments saying that you miss Moot. Why is he gone? Why have we replaced him? And I think Moot just had a time and a season. You know what I mean? Like, I started him almost 10 years ago. He was a character that I played. It was a lot of fun. He had his own channel. Uh, He was crazy. And I just think that, you know, it was time to to move on to different things. Not saying that he's gone forever. Just for now, you know? Okay. The moot season is over just for now, but he might be back. You never know. We're not going to close the door forever on moot, but rest in peace. (laughs) We pay our respects to moot. I appreciate all the love that you guys gave him, but he's gone for now. (laughs) And here's the thing. We didn't want to, like, restart a whole YouTube channel. I feel like most of our audience was on the Moot channel, and so it's just easier to pick up from there, you know? Rebrand it, restart it. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, just wanted to cover that. Also, last week, we had a mic problem. Yeah. It hasn't been easy doing this podcast. We tried one time to record in the summer, and the mics weren't working at all. Yeah. Then the second time, which was our first episode, we recorded. Everything was fine. We were excited. Got home. I was taking a shower. Ty rushes in. And I thought the house was on fire. Oh, we no. were get, having a break-in or something. And he goes, <laughs> something has happened. I, I thought the dog maybe. I had no idea. He goes, I just deleted all of Mandy's mic footage. It was my mic footage. I didn't know that detail. (laughs) Okay, Ty. Yeah, so he was panicking. He was on the floor with his hands on his head like, what do I do? What do I do? I'm like, Mandy will understand. Let's listen to the camera audio. Maybe we can pick it up from mine. So we had to use camera audio. Accidents happen. Yeah. You know, accidents happen. It's nobody's fault. Of course, like, he didn't intend the intention. I feel like intentions matter and like with people who do actions I feel like intentions matter and that should be like the most important thing and also like not to mention this was our first ever episode full like episode filmed recorded and everything Mm -hmm. and like I mean it could have been worse because you could still hear us from like the cameras and stuff but I feel like it might be a little bit rocky starting out and then after a couple months of doing it a couple years yeah. It's going to be amazing. It'll be easy. We're going to look back and be like, ooh, those first couple episodes. I know. They were rocky. Yeah. But it'll just get better. It's normal. It's it how will. life works. Exactly. <laughs> but yeah, just wanted to cover those two things because I did see a few comments saying, why is the audio so bad? No, really? Yeah. I thought no one would really notice, but so, they did. So I definitely noticed without knowing about the mic situation. I was 
relieved when you were like, the mics didn't work. Yeah. Because I was like, oh, okay, thank God. Because if that was the, <laughs> like, I would hope that the mics would give it a little bit more of a clear yeah, sound. It so I'm, be sounding I'm excited for now. this one to come out and hear a difference. Yeah. So much better. <laughs> okay, so we're going to do a life update like we said we would do every episode. So why don't you start with a pregnancy update? How are you feeling? How are you pregnancy doing? Pregnancy update. Um, feeling good. Feeling a lot of kicks every day, all day. I love that. It used to be like only when I was laying down or sitting very still. Um, and now like I'll be standing and I feel them. I'm out and I feel them. And like Luca started to feel them, which is nice. Because he's like so shook. Like every yeah. time he's like, whoa. So that's that's incredible. Um, but yeah, it's just like starting to get a little uncomfortable <laughs> physically. Yeah. So sleeping is like hard. Like I'm starting to really get into like that pregnancy insomnia where I'm like waking up multiple times throughout the night and I'm literally exhausted, but like I can't sleep. And um, apparently, it's like a couple of people have told me that when that happens, it's like your body's like prepping you for the like constant like feedings throughout the night. So like waking you up throughout the night and it's like sort of preparing you for like what that's going to look like and how that's going to be. Interesting. Which is, yeah, you never know. But people say that. But your body knows, you know, like your body is such a cool thing. So maybe that's true. It's incredible. Like, yeah. I'm literally just sitting here living my life and, like... There's a human inside you. My body is creating someone's brain yeah. right now. Like, I'm literally... And heart and lungs and every other part. I mean, that's insane. Like, literally, anytime Luke and I would get into a little argument or a spat, I'd be like, I'm literally busy creating a leg right now. Like, you <laughs> leave me alone. You are humans right now. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, sorry, I'm busy, like, just you know, making an ear over here. Yeah. <laughs> that must be exhausting. <laughs> Literally, like, that's all it is. It's just, like, so much energy Yeah. Um, goes to that. So it's just, like, exhausting. But it's so beautiful and it's amazing. And we're coming, like, we're coming towards the third trimester. So How many more weeks away? Yeah, October. Next o- month it will be my third trimester. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, it's countdown so is on. And, and one other thing that's kind of, like, nerve-wracking is that I've met so many people throughout this process, like, clients and, like, friends that have had babies that so many of them like their first baby has come at 36 weeks and like the common thing is that like people who are pregnant will their first babies are late and a lot of the time they have to be like induced into labor but I know so many people that for whatever reason 36 weeks not 37 not 39 36 and you know what like that's literally before Christmas Oh my gosh. For me, like, I will, I'm not, not going to say dates or anything, what I do, but like if that were to happen to me, it would be before Christmas. Can you imagine? Wow. That's like really but soon. That's kind of exciting. So we'll have like a new baby for Christmas. Oh, I'm hoping that it's after the holidays, but wow. you know what? Anything, it's, it's fine. It's just an interesting thing to think about. You just never know Yeah. when she's going to come. She'll decide. Yeah. Excited either way. So yeah. Okay. So with me, I went back to the oral surgeon. And there's so much drama with this oral surgeon. Just so much drama. Is that when you were telling me you were at the dentist? Yes. Okay. So he asked me to come back 
because when I saw him three weeks ago, I was having severe jaw pain. He took an x-ray of my mouth and he was worried that the tooth that's left over is causing issues in my jaw because I had a coronectomy, which means the bottom quarter, like the last quarter of the tooth is left in. That way they don't have to mess with the nerve. It's less, um, there won't be any issues with like face paralysis and stuff, you know, because I'm 30, they leave that very bottom of the this tooth. This is a wisdom tooth? Yes. I've never heard this. It's a new thing, I think. I've never heard this. Coronectomy. So it's just a little tiny little baby tooth. It's just the very bottom, like, you know how it kind of, like, comes into two, like, pieces? Those two pieces are kind of left inside. Which I, I, it's, this side's fine. It's my right that's bothering me. And that's, that's the side that has that weird tooth. Yes. And so my jaw pain has been getting worse and worse. I cannot eat. I cannot chew without it hurting. So when I saw him three weeks ago, he's like, come back in three weeks, make an appointment. We'll check on it again. So I was like, okay. In these past three weeks, it's been growing worse, worse. Went in to see him. He walks in the room. Why are you here again? I was like, you asked me to make an appointment and my job is worse. Tell me how he doesn't even look in my mouth, doesn't do any investigation and goes, some people heal slower. You just got to be patient. And he asked you to come back. He asked me to come back. But I also want to know what's going on because I'm getting more pain every day. And I'm like, so it's normal to still two months later be feeling this pain? Well, not necessarily normal, but some people heal slower. And I was like, well, is there next steps? Like, how do we keep an eye on this? I don't want to have this pain forever. Yeah. Well, see what happens in two weeks. (laughs) I'm about to leave and he goes, you know, no one ever thanks me for taking out their wisdom teeth. Swear to God. (laughs) What did you expect me to say to that? This is, like, unacceptable. Yeah, so I made an appointment with my, like, regular dentist, and I'm going in next Tuesday. And I did give them, like, a recap of what he's been doing. And they're like, oh, my gosh, I'm so sorry. Somebody needs to be aware of this. Like, this is unacceptable. Like, truly, the the treatment you're getting is unacceptable. The thing is, like... It's an older man. He looks like he's in his late 70s. And like, okay, great. Older people can still work. He's ready to retire. But that's the thing. I think he's, <laughs> he's like over it. stressed. He's over it. He's like, I've been doing this for freaking 60 years. Like, I'm done. Like, he's very, he rushes. He's okay. annoyed. It's not okay. Because like, if that's the case, then you should not, then you should no longer be working. If you're, yeah. if you don't take the care and the patience and you know, the time to put into your your clients or your patients or whatever, that's, like, so unfair to them. Yeah. And, like, I don't know. And you know what else he said? He was like, well, I didn't do that to you. Like, I didn't cause the jaw oh pain. Gosh. And I'm thinking, dude, you did the surgery. And I wasn't even personally blaming him. I'm just trying to figure out what's our next steps. How do we figure out this jaw pain? How do we fix it? And he's like, well, I did all the right protocol. So it wasn't me. Okay, well, obviously this is from the surgery, dude. Yeah. What do you mean? You didn't have it before. Exactly. He's like, I've been doing this for 50 years, so it wasn't me. Okay, well, tell me who it was then. Well, you know what? If that's the response that you're getting and nobody's going to be held accountable, then you should be getting a second opinion. That's what I'm doing. That's why I'm going to my dentist, and then maybe they'll refer me somewhere else. Go somewhere else and have them look at the job. Yeah. And see what they say. Yeah. So unacceptable. Anyways, I have a a second crazy story, and it 
takes me back to college, but I'll tell you why it applies to this week in a second. So I had a scamming issue. (laughs) So back when I had just finished college, I was in college for graphic design. It was my first summer out of school. I really wanted a job. I went on one of those like Indeed, like, you know, those like job searching like websites. Yeah. So I found this one guy who was hiring graphic designers. He had a website. He had a phone number. Everything seemed so legit. He was looking for a a summertime graphic designer. I had a phone call with him. Everything seemed great. Didn't meet him in person because it was all like, you know, freelance front work from home type thing. Right. But he seemed trustworthy and he was like, I will pay you out at the end of each month. And I was like, okay, like it's better to be paid per job, honestly. But it was my first thing ever. And I was like, okay, end of the month is fine. Throughout the month, he gave me a job to create a pizza box design, um, a pizza menu, um, a logo for a insurance company, like all kinds of stuff. He was giving me multiple a week. I was working my ass off. It was my first job. So I was like, Morning, noon, night, I'm going to work on this, make it amazing. Mm-hmm. End of the month comes around, and I was like, hey, so, like, just wondering about payment. Like, let me know when you're sending it over. He goes, okay, I'm a little bit late on that. Don't worry, it's coming soon. Can you do one more job for me? So I was like, okay. Week five comes around. Hey, like, where's that payment? You know, like, just wondering. Doesn't answer me. A couple days go by. Hey, like, I'm trying to call him text him, email him, like, oh, that payment, like, when's it coming in? Nothing. Never heard from the guy. (laughs) Totally disappeared. So about a month after, I was so upset. I was crying. I was upset because, like, it was a lot of work. And I really hoped for the money right after college, right? Of course. Um, So I did something. And you have to tell me if this is, like, unhinged or not. (laughs) Okay. The guy used his real name, which is stupid if you're scamming people. Obviously, what he was doing was he created a website. He's hiring real graphic designers, but he's pretending to be one for these companies. So he takes their work. Plagiarizes it? Yeah, he just uses whatever person he hired, pretends he's the graphic (gasps) designer, right? And then he's getting paid and then just, like, dashing. We get charged for that. Just wait. Serious, serious offense. So he used his real name. He used his real pictures on his website. Idiot. Like, if you're going to do this, I'm glad like, he don't. did that. Yeah. <laughs> I went onto Facebook. I found his wife. Whoa. I found his kids. I found his house. I, he doesn't have kids, but I found his <laughs> sister. I found his best friends because I went through his posts. I'm like, who is he tagging recently? I messaged them all. Mm-hmm. And I told, like, it was respectful. It wasn't like, hey, like, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, it was yeah. like, just wanted to, like, figure out what's going on. Like, he hired me this summer and I haven't heard from him. He took all my work. I haven't been paid. Like, I just gave them the whole spiel. Yeah. Now, the issue when you're not friends with someone on Facebook, it goes into, like, a requests folder, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and no one sees it. Mm-hmm. So no one saw it. And I was so upset. I'm like, oh, I really wanted them to see this. Because maybe they had no idea what he was doing. Anyway, three years go by. Finally, I get a message from one of his best friends. But this is three years later, okay? Yeah, I've yeah. started YouTube. Yeah. I'm, like, done. I'm not even doing graphic design. Like, yeah, I'm not yeah. even thinking about it. And he goes, oh, my gosh, I'm so sorry. Like, I just saw this. Like, I hate how Facebook hides these messages. That guy was the worst friend. I went to elementary school and high school with him, and he was horrible. He was an asshole. He always took things from us, whatever. Like, totally sympathized with me, said he was so sorry, whatever and he's like what can I do to like help and I'm like dude like it's three years later like don't worry about it like it's fine I just wanted you to know Mm -hmm. anyway was it I think it was this week I was scrolling through like news articles like this one news article comes up and it's like 
known scammer, known Toronto scammer goes missing. I see the name and I see the photo and I'm like, no. So I click on it. It's the guy. So his name's on there, his photo's on there, and it's like, known Toronto scammer from Toronto and Vancouver, went missing, his family's concerned for him, can't find him, asking anyone to help. Apparently he stole a bunch of stuff and then, like, went missing. Oh my gosh. And his family's looking for him. So that was this week, and I'm looking at it, and I'm like, oh my gosh, this guy's still doing this. (laughs) Like, still. So it just brought back all that stuff. I don't know if you ever knew that about... I think I remember when it happened. I remember yeah. hearing this, but I didn't know any of the follow-ups. Yeah. Also, I, I didn't... Or maybe I forgot that you messaged all of the people. Do you think that's unhinged? No. No? Because I told Tiny, he's like, maybe ask your sister, because no. I don't know. No. Maybe you're asking the wrong person, though, because I myself am unhinged. <laughs> so, But I just feel like, like you could have... I mean, you could have... Um, Called, called the, the cops. I mean, you could have. I asked Dad that, and he's like, "Yeah, but like, there's not, there's no contract involved. There's oh. no like, you know what I mean? I didn't do it properly." Okay, okay. I actually, when you were speaking, I was going to ask that question, and then I forgot about did you sign a contract? No, there was or no were there legal, any contracts. No. So yeah, he's right then. Yeah, that that's a mistake. But I think he uses students because of yeah. that because we don't know what we're doing. Of course, we're just starting in the work world. That's so scummy. Yeah. So scummy. So, anyway. But very interesting. And the yeah. fact that this is, like, a news thing now and, like, it's, like, known scammer. Yeah, I <laughs> like, know. he's known for people scamming know people. know that he's been doing this. Yeah, he has, like, a criminal record. It's, like, a whole thing. Wow. So. Wow. How do you feel about this? I was just shocked when I when I heard about it. I hope he's okay. Like, I hope it's not something bad. Like, I hope no one came after him. <laughs> Because they were upset, you know what I mean? He's working with a lot of big companies, and maybe they found out. That's what happens when you play the game. Or he ran off and wants to start a new life. (laughs) I don't know. We'll pray for him to change. (laughs) I hope he grows and gets better from this. Oh, man, okay, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Anyway, so now that we've done our life updates, unless you have something else. Oh, so I think you and I both recently in different situations are realizing there's seasons of friendships in our life. So do you want to expand on that? Because I feel like when you and I talk, you have some really good insight on what that means to you. And it applies to my life as well. Yeah, I feel like growing up, like as we grow and like go through seasons of life with our careers and with our, you know, marriages and our now that I'm pregnant and everything like, you know, like, it's interesting like who stays there for you and who's supportive of you and like really wants to like see you succeed yeah and show up you know and then there are people that sort of just like drift to the side or like maybe they're not showing up the way they used to or maybe they they aren't as happy to see you succeed or you know things like that I feel like sometimes like people grow and change And I've noticed this a lot recently, having gone through a wedding and having gone through, like, going through being pregnant. Mm -hmm. And I feel like you have, like, come up from such a, you know, you've built your business and you've built your brand and career. And that's Mm -hmm. a huge thing for you. And it's interesting to see, like, who is showing up and who isn't. Yeah, who sticks around. And supports you. And mm-hmm. I, like, vice versa. And I feel like if you really want to know who your friends are, 
like get married, have a baby, build yourself a career, see who shows up. Cause it's just interesting. I feel like now, um, everyone, the, this, the, the way that I see it is like, you have your inner circle and then you have your outer circle and then you have outside the circle. Yeah. And like your inner circle is the people that you trust with your life. Yeah. The people that would never steer you wrong, that have like really good intentions. Your sisters. Exactly. That's what I mean. Like (laughs) this could be any, this could be romantic relationship. This could be friendship. This could be family. And it's like people who you literally trust with your life. Like you value their opinion and their advice and everything and they show up for you. And, you know, they're beautiful blossoming relationship that you see like life lifelong lifelong friends with them um and then you have like your outer circle which is like surface level friends Mm -hmm. surface level family show up here and there a little distant you definitely wouldn't trust with your life right (laughs) you know yeah and then there's the outside circle and i feel like as you grow the people sort of change within those circles does that Mm -hmm. make sense and it's like really sad and like heartbreaking and, and difficult to go through. But what I've learned is that when people show you who they are, believe them. Right. And like even though you like wanted to be different or you saw something different in them before or you have this history with them and you love them and you adore them and you feel like you've put so much effort into the relationship and you wouldn't have done what they did or whatever – like people change and they will show their true colors eventually yeah i mean we've known a lot of people even like youtube friends we've had right like over time like you think it's a genuine relationship you care they're like family friends and all of a sudden you're like oh i guess it wasn't like that for you well that's the thing it's like sometimes your experience and, like, the way you view something is so different from, like, maybe the way they view it. Yeah, people have different it. intentions. It's, and maybe they're not crazy. even trying it's to crazy. make it like that. It's just the whole time their mindset was completely opposite than you. And you're like, oh, I and thought we shook. were aligned. Yeah. Yeah, you're shook. And it's kind of like, oh, like, I definitely – and that's why communication, I feel like, is also really important. Yeah. Oh, my gosh, guys. If you want to have a close relationship with a friend or a family member or whatever – communicate Mm -hmm. if you feel wronged if you feel hurt if you feel some type of way and you go and you confront your friend obviously like if you love that person you're confronting them with love and respect and respect yeah and like wanting to like fix the situation and being open to like hearing their side as well and I just feel like if that person really loves and cares about you they will receive it They'll hear it, they'll like validate it, Mm -hmm. and then they'll like whatever, say whatever they were feeling or whatever, and then you are open to it and and you fix the problem. Instead of getting defensive, instead of getting angry, because there's love there, there is no, there should not be a, a, a bad intention, you know? And if that person is like angry that you're hurt or I'm sorry that you feel that way, you know, like that kind of thing instead of like yeah. taking ownership. There's three options. It's either a productive conversation. Right. It's negative and not going anywhere or they dash and ghost you. Yeah. <laughs> I've been there. Yeah. <laughs> no. And that's that's so true. That's why I'm saying like communication is important because yeah. when you do this, you see who your real friends are. And be prepared that it might not be the outcome that you hoped for. Exactly. 
Exactly. Yeah. It could always go very, very wrong and you lose a friend. Yeah. But you should never regret, like, having those hard conversations or being honest and telling the truth about how you feel about something because if that person's not your real friend, you don't want them in your life. Exactly. Anyway. And also, this is not to say that another person could be a bad person or wrong or whatever for, like, disagreeing, agreeing to disagree and walking away or, like, leaving the friendship or distancing themselves. Like, that chapter of your life with them in it is over. Mm-hmm. And it's time to move on. And you you can, like, love them from afar and hope the best for them and wish them well in life. But... There's a season for everyone and everything in your life. And, like, some people come and go. And some people stay for the long haul. And some people go for a while and then come back. You know? It's just making sure that you put energy into the people in your life that really, really deserve it. Really deserve that energy and that time. Yeah. You know? And not putting energy into, like, negative, toxic friendships. Exactly. And we're at peace with this realization. Okay, so now that we've done our life updates, we want to talk about some pop culture updates. And to start with, what the hell is happening with Doja Cat? What is happening, Mandy? I know you were a fan of her, so I'll let you take this one over. (laughs) I have notes. Okay. So I just want to say that I was a huge fan of Doja Cat. I know. Loved, loved, loved Doja Cat. She was the bomb. She was so diverse in her music, what she's able to do with, like, pop and rap and all of it. And you were there from, like, the start yeah. right? Huge yeah. fan. Huge fan. But there has been a downward spiral where I've had to... And listen, to each their own. <laughs> to each their own. This is my opinion, and this is my decisions where I had to make the choice to unfollow her off of Twitter and Instagram and all those things for my own, like, sanity. (laughs) Well, I'm scared. She's scared. I'm scared. Like, no, seriously, on Instagram, I'm scared. And then the reason why I unfollowed her on Twitter is because she's just bashing her fans. And I just felt, yeah, yeah, she's bashing her fans. Okay, let me go into the timeline. I'll be very quick. Before her 27th birthday... And collectively, a lot of people can agree with this. Is this like a conspiracy? Sure. This is okay. Okay. This is all alleged conspiracy. Right. There is no certainty. There is no... In my opinion. Yes. So (laughs) it's like... But this is like the timeline that a lot of people can agree on. And you can do your own research. I've done my research. I trust you. But her 27th birthday, right before her 27th birthday, she was going on record saying that she no longer wants to be in the music industry. She's no longer enjoying it. She she can't believe that she ever thought that that was something that she would be able to do and it's too much and it's overwhelming and she doesn't she's out. She's not doing it anymore. And like people believed her and she would tweet about it. She would everything. Yeah. I was like, "Yeah, right. She's just a troll. Like she loves to troll. This is not true. This is whatever." But then her 27th birthday came around and the theme of the party was questionable. Okay. It was very ritually. Right. People showed up in masks. A lot of people were saying that the theme was very, like, Illuminati. Devil horns or no? Eyes wide shut vibes. I don't know about devil horns. Just, like, creepy. But that vibe. Definitely that vibe. Okay. <laughs> because that night, people say they think the conspiracy is that she signed the Illuminati contract. Yep. She sold her soul. 
all of that. Isn't like 27 like a, a thing in pop yes. culture? So the 27 Club is a thing where a lot of people in the music industry, for whatever reason, um, mysteriously passed away without any real logical explanation. Right. And always so mysteriously. Like Kurt Cobain and stuff, right? Kurt Cobain, Amy Winehouse, Jimi Hendrix, Jim Morrison. There's plenty. Yeah. Plenty. I could like literally go on and on. And they say like your 27th birthday, there's something um, in like astrology where it's like when you turn 27, there's something that aligns in the stars and it's like the perfect night for like a ritual to happen oh which is why like when people turn 27 it's either like they like sign the contract or they mysteriously go missing or they pass away in a weird way that doesn't make sense creepy another thing that they were saying is with her like shaving her head and her eyebrows and everything they were thinking that that was like the last like initiation process into the Illuminati and like selling her soul and all of those things because there's something called a and you can google it if you want it's called like a humiliation it's supposed to be like a public humiliation stunt yeah and I don't know if I believe that one but a lot of people are saying that that was the last thing that she had to do in order to sell her soul and all those things I'm not saying that she's possessed but I'm not not saying that she's possessed And then right after her 27th birthday, after that night, that's when she, like, changed drastically. She became obsessed with demonic and satanic imagery. She got all kinds of tattoos that are extremely questionable. Her photos are terrifying. But, like, if it was a troll, because a lot of people are like, she's trolling, she's trolling. She's getting permanent tattoos all over her body that are symbols and like very demonic satanic symbolism and she will like post things on her instagram stories that are like satan says hi blah 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 stuff like that which is why i unfollowed her and her pictures are very like morbid creepy something is not right very off and she wasn't i don't know she was always kind of weird but and quirky but not like this she like lost a ton of weight Mm -hmm. Her, like, image changed. She started doing a lot of, like, demonic symbolism in all of her songs, all of her music videos. And now she's just outright, I'm a demon. Like, literally. like her She's Instagram. not a cow anymore. She's a demon. No, she's a demon. Like, <laughs> yeah. her newest video, like, her artwork and her, like, anything that she posts on her Instagram, the artwork that she comes out with, the music video she comes out with the music all of it it's all plain in sight right there in front of you and then people are so like they just like are so numb to it like they don't care they're just fans and they're like oh yeah like this is great blah 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 meanwhile it's like it's evil it is so evil guys it is scary like it is horror level scary like literally the newest video where she's like a demon and she's crawling all over the walls and like scaring somebody in bed like like that is a manifestation of like what she is creating as an artist and like I feel like everyone has like you know their artistic freedom but I feel like this is like so dark and if you like believe in you know demons and the devil and all those things how can you look at this and like be cool with it yeah and like 
welcome that into your space. I don't welcome that into my space. And even though, like, I love her and, like, I hope she's okay and I hope she gets out of this little phase that (laughs) she's in. We wish her the best. I can't be a part of it. Yeah. And it sucks because even her new songs coming out, they are so catchy and they get into my head. You know what they say about evil and devils and stuff like you want to be around it you want to listen to it you want to it's catchy and like the last thing i'll say about it is that she is actively hateful towards her fans now she has lost thousands of fans she went on twitter saying any of her fan accounts delete them and get a life like delete like the the biggest fan accounts that she has she literally confronted them and was like, delete delete your account and get a life. That's awful because those people made you. Like, don't forget where you came exactly. from. Exactly. And then that's why, like, some of her newest songs are, like, her addressing this. Right. And it's just, like, I don't know. It's getting to her head, you know? And, like, she's realizing, I don't need my fans because I signed an alum- Illuminati right. contract. So no matter what, I'm going to be famous. I don't need no fan. Like, yeah. it's actually... It's scary. So um, that's what's up with Doja Cat. Yeah. And we'll, I guess, stay updated on it if there any, if anything new comes into fruition. But I don't know. I'm, we'll pray for her, too. Definitely pray, <laughs> We're praying pray for, for Doja Cat. That she <laughs> sees the light. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. So that's that. <laughs> okay. Thanks for walking us through that very scary uh Timeline. Terrifying. (laughs) Terrifying. Um, Next is uh, Joe and Sophie. Their divorce. Very public. So sad. Um, So sad. Very messy. Very sad because I loved them. Like, I rooted for them. I rooted for you. (laughs) Tyra Banks. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Is that serious? They were so fun and funny and they just, like, seemed to fit each other so well. I did not see this coming at at all. But they've always been very good at, like, keeping their, like, personal life personal. Yeah. And, like, yes, they, like, show up at cool events together. Like, their Halloween costumes are iconic. Like, I loved them together. I yeah. loved them together. And can we just make this clear? I'm on Sophie's side. If we have to choose a side. You know, if we're going to do that, I'm on her side because she's Queen of the North. Queen of the North. She's my girl. <laughs> Game <laughs> of Thrones. Through. Let's go. Yeah, and I just love her, like, outside of the marriage. Like, I just love her as a person. She's so cool. She's so badass. She's my girl. So, like, I'm sticking with her. Totally agree. I was never a Jonas Brothers fan, and I feel like I don't want to upset anybody because I know they have a cult following. Oh, yeah. And they have some good songs. Like, I used to love the Love Bug song. Like, that's a that's <laughs> oh, a hit. That's a hit. That is a hit. Yeah. We were never, like, huge Obsessed. Jonas Brothers fans. Obsessed. We never really watched yeah. Camp Rock, or I didn't, at least. You know what I mean? Like, we were never... But Game of Thrones. Game of Thrones. That's what we watched. We don't play. Yeah, but these statements coming out, I feel like she's been very mature. She came out with the joint statement with him, but she hasn't come out with, like, anything that's saying anything bad against him. Or addressing what's coming out about her. Yeah, but on his side, and although it's not coming out of his mouth, he's got to be talking behind the scenes to have those statements come out. It's coming from his team, though. Yeah, or people who know him or whatever allegedly allegedly this is all alleged and (laughs) allegedly it's coming from his team right and i mean in our opinion the research that i have done um it's almost like seemingly he's trying to get ahead of this yeah 
and he's trying to paint Sophie in some negative light that portrays her as a bad mother, somebody who wants to party and feels like they missed out on their youth, getting married early, having kids early, and that he's the one who's taking care of them full time for the most part. Meanwhile, you know, he they've been making these statements, but then I've also read that, well, Sophie actually hasn't been home because she's working. Like, she's doing, she's doing a, a movie. movie, filming something. And apparently it's, like, the first time in, like, years because she's been looking after her kids. In the past three months, I think, she's been doing a movie. Yeah, and, like, apparently, like, she has had some mental health issues in the past before they even got married. Right. And, I mean, like, after having two kids, you know, you never know, like, women go through, like, postpartum issues and a lot of mental health issues. And, like, maybe, like, she needed more help and attention from him that he wasn't giving. But apparently he's the one who filed for divorce. And that was made public. Like, that's a statement that's true. Yeah. I don't know. Like I said, like, her, I mean, her official post on her Instagram was saying that it was mutual and it was amicable yeah but then like all these other things that are coming up about her what yeah but if this is like joe doing this to get ahead of the game like it's not working in his favor Mm. because it's coming across disrespectful and if he did plan this allegedly whatever in our opinion like it's not working out and now i think he's panicking because i did see a tiktok of his show i don't know if it was over the weekend or when it was, but it was recently in the past couple days. And he said into the mic in front of all his fans, like, if you don't hear it out of my mouth, it's not true. So there's that. Take it for what you will. Maybe he's trying to say, like, I didn't say those things. But then say that, you know? Yeah. Because I feel like TMZ has a has gone to, uh, I was going to say Sensa. <laughs> Sensa. Sansa and her team. Queen of the um, North. No, um, Sophie and her team to address what has been said about her and the rumors that are coming out. And they have no, they don't want to say anything. They haven't said anything. They haven't addressed it. Maturity. No comment. Growth. (laughs) Womanhood. Unless, because that's what I want to believe. But then there's also the other side of the conspiracy where people are saying maybe she's being blackmailed. Oh. There's something that she has done that she doesn't want to get out. That's the reason why Joe maybe filed for divorce. That's what they're saying is that he's holding something over her head. Yeah. Who knows? This is a thing. We don't know who's in the right. We're not in their marriage. No, no. This we're is just, just this is just chit chat. Yeah. We're just talking. This is just chit chat. Opinions. <laughs> <laughs> we love everybody. <laughs> but come on, like we all gossip. It's fine. Exactly. That's why you're listening to this. Exactly. It's a podcast. You want the tea, and we're going to yeah, serve everyone it. Everyone talks. We're going to serve it hot. Um, so the last one is not fun at all. Not that these ones were fun. <sighs> but eight passengers. Um, I've only really heard about this uh, YouTube family vlog in the past month. I have never heard of these people. Me as well. I've just been seeing clips all over TikTok and YouTube of what this mother has been putting her kids through. And it's very strict parenting definitely a word that i can't say starts Mm -hmm. with an a Mm -hmm. second is b it's traumatic i'm just glad that she's going to court i'm glad she's currently in jail i i mean i want to talk about this but i also like the short form is like don't have kids you know if you're gonna be like that and if you're gonna like truly like she seemed like she hates 
she hates her kids. But it also seems like she thinks in her brain that the way she's parenting is right because why else document it and put it all over YouTube? She has a cult following clearly from people either entertained by it or who agree with her parenting styles. How do you get millions of Psychotic. Why do you have eight kids or what is it, seven? I don't don't know. know. Why do you have that many kids if you like literally hate them and can't stand them and like don't want to see them happy? Like, but she says tough love. Okay, so it's like a. I have seen so this is all like what I have seen in her videos, and like literally what's come out of her mouth that I've literally seen, and it's like she will sit there and say like you're not entitled to food, you're not entitled to your heart beating, like you're not entitled to a bed, you're not entitled to a room, anything that you have in this house that belongs to me is my property and it belongs to me because you're living in my house. And while you're living in my house, like everything is mine and like whatever you're given is a privilege, like food. And like food is the worst thing to me in my opinion is that there are so many videos where she'll be like, stop doing that or you'll lose the privilege of food. Or like she'll say like, my kids are starving this morning but they haven't done their choice yet so they're not getting breakfast. And she will like use food as like, I don't know, like a punishment. Yeah. And like, I mean, these kids are like six and 12 years old, the youngest ones. Imagine like waking up on a Sunday or something and like your mom saying you need to do all of these chores before you can have a piece of toast. Yeah. Like to me, it's like working your kids. I don't know. It's like you should feed them and then get them to do their chores. I mean, I don't know. It's it's um, it's barbaric. Yeah. And it's like, like you said, the A word and it's traumatic and these kids are going to grow up with all kinds of mental health issues and like things that they're going to have to work through and I mean I've seen videos where she has taken away Christmas to the youngest ones for in her words showing signs of selfishness and lack of remorse and she said this year we're going to give our kids the gift of what did she say I wrote it down oh no she wants to give them the gift of truth that your actions have consequences. And she's like, and they're gonna sit and they're gonna watch their other siblings open their Christmas presents on, on Christmas morning and Santa didn't bring them any. And they have to sit and watch and that's their punishment. And this was on YouTube for people to see and no one stepped in, no police were involved, no family members were like, hey, that's kind of not normal. That's the problem with the whole thing is that this has been going on for a while and nobody stepped in, nobody, how could this be filmed and put on the internet and like watched by many and like no like you're right same with me I haven't even heard of this account until now and I am appalled when I literally see the footage and like the stuff that she has done yeah I'm like because I know okay I follow some like mommy blogs and mommy vloggers and stuff like that who, in my opinion, do things very tastefully and because they're public figures, they, like, show their kids here and there, but they're they're not the center, like, the main center of the channel and, like, exploiting their kids. I feel like that's wrong and that kids aren't old enough to understand what it means to be a public figure or be online for everyone to see and they can't properly consent to it. And... I see a problem there. Well, historically, there have been really big issues with family 
vlog yeah. channels. Like so many have been brought down. <sighs> so many people have been in trouble for things they've done. Have you seen that one clip of that mother who I think their dog died or something? And she's like vlogging it and then her kid's crying and she's like, get in the thumbnail. Like make sure you're crying oh in the God. thumbnail. Oh my God. Or she's like pushing them to like cry more for the video. It's like they're having kids so that they can use them for and make money off of them. And YouTube and it money. is exploiting your kids. I don't care. It's not right. And like I said, like it's one thing to like, be an influencer and like show your kids here and there because they're a part of your life and I think that's fine but doing it in a very careful protective way not forcing them if they're not into it no if they express that they are not into it or interested oh my gosh or showing their worst moments because that's the most common thing on family vlogs it's that when their kid's crying when they've been bullied at school they're shoving the camera in the kid's face like tell them about it Mm-hmm. Or like when they're crying, the camera's right there. Like that's not a normal upbringing. Could you no. imagine us going through that with our parents having a camera on us constantly? That's the thing. This time in our life, like this is a new thing that like we are going to have to see later on in life how these young kids who have been filmed their whole life and exploited, how that's going to affect Trauma. them in the future. Save the children. Because these are kids. These are kids. They're so precious. They're so precious and vulnerable and there are predators out there and there are people with bad intentions and you don't know where this footage is going. And that is the truth. And it's a hard truth to swallow because you might not think that, but that's happening and that's the truth of it. And we have to protect our kids and we have to listen to them when they express uh, discomfort. Mm -hmm. I don't know. I just the type of person that this woman is it's it's pure evil i i really feel that this is evil (laughs) and i hope and pray that those kids are able to grow up and have a normal life and so too a loving home life they're put somewhere that is good for them why is the father not What's his Ooh. involvement? Because why is he not he's in jail? Fully in, he's fully in the, the videos. Like, yeah, he's in I the mean. videos. Where is he right now? He is saying that he has no involvement in it. Okay, come on. You're he's the saying, like, I didn't know this was happening. I didn't know this was going on. Yes, you did. What do you mean? Bill or whatever your name is. <laughs> I don't even know <laughs> don't what know his what name is, is. But I know that the mom's name's Ruby, but I don't, I don't even know the... Dan, I don't know. But it's like, you know, you were there. You were in the videos. These are your kids. They're just as much as of a responsibility. Yeah, he's, like, holding his hands in the air. Like, I don't know. That's Which, by worse. the way, like, come on. I mean, I feel like... You know the kind of person she is. You married her. You're living with her. But he was actively involved in a lot of the videos. I bet. She'd be like, okay, like, take over from here. And then he would step in and say whatever he had to say and to the kids. Because, like, there was this one video in particular that I'm thinking of where she has a, a trash bag full of her eldest son's homework. And she was saying, if you want your homework back, you're going to have to pay me a dollar because it's a privilege and like whatever and she was like the husband like whatever his name was she was like you tell him what he has to do to like make up for it and he was like you have to do like a a equal value chore to earn your homework back or something like that and it's just like and you can see the kids are like what she literally and that oldest son I feel so bad for him because like she took away his the right 
to have a bedroom and a bed. I saw that one. For like seven months. That's crazy. And he slept on the floor in the living room. More than half a year. For seven months. And another thing that's horrible that I read was that her youngest, six and 12, the youngest ones, the two, if they didn't make their lunches before school, they went to school with no lunch. I saw that too. And the school called her and she's like, too bad. She was like, don't give them food. Yeah. Don't pity them. They need to learn their actions have consequences and they need to starve to learn that they need to make their lunches. Six and 12. Are you kidding me? I can't even imagine. Are you kidding? It's barbaric. And like with the husband thing, I've heard people say like, well, he's probably a victim too. (laughs) Dude. Okay. I hate this. I hate this. Like, you can be both. It's his responsibility to fix it. He's you are the literally of their kids. You are the man of the house and yeah. an adult. You are a adult man. A capable adult. These kids have no like they're in jail basically, you know, in this house. He can do something about it. Of course he Even can. Even if she's being awful to him too, he sees what she's doing. I don't think that's the case. I think that he's fully either involved or enabling it and seeing no issue with it this is all our opinion by the way even all these things right now have to be said as alleged because she's about to go to court so yeah we have to say that we're just speaking on what we have read heard seen this is all available out there in the world and we're commenting on it but it's do your own research yeah but it's everywhere it's all over tiktok it's all over youtube it's all over everything it's terrifying yeah terrifying evil pure evil yeah I'm going to pray for the kids, not for her. Is that bad? Should I not say that? You'll pray for the scammer, <laughs> but not for her. No. I pray. You know what? She, I hope that she sees her wrongdoings. I hope so, too. But I hope I that don't she's see, punished for it. I don't think that she will because the person that she seems to be is such covert narcissism. Yeah. Narcissist through and through scary that's why i'm saying i i see evil i mm-hmm. see when i see those videos the way she talks such evil that's literally like you can see it in the eyes it's just so obvious psycho yeah psycho i was watching like ethan glide's podcast on this and like because he does updates with this whole a passengers thing and he was literally like i forgot what i was gonna say <laughs> okay wait ethan. wait 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 it was on the tip of my tongue, baby brain. What did he say that was funny? He says a lot of funny things. What was I saying just now? <laughs> you were watching his podcast on the eight past. But what did I say that right before? Because that would have um, triggered Evil it. eyes. We hope she... <laughs> I don't know. Oh my god, I completely lost my train of thought. Okay, guys, I'm dealing with um, some serious baby brain. <laughs> like, okay. serious baby brain. And, like, things will come up in my head and then I'll start it off and then it'll just float away yeah that's okay <laughs> we're gonna move on from this segment because i did not think we would stay on this for so long but like it's so it's a lot to talk about so much to say so we're gonna move on and i actually wanted to cover a couple things that we didn't get to last week that was to do with like paranormal stories so obviously a huge switch in what we were just talking about but i wanted to talk about like different like paranormal maybe ghost experiences that we had as a kid and the first thing not that it's like paranormal But I had this nightmare that it's so funny because Mandy remembers it just as well as I remember it. Oh, yeah. It was a nightmare that I had about 
this entity called the Flute Man. And I've definitely mentioned this on like my YouTube probably years ago, but it was this creepy thing. I woke up in the morning and I told Mandy right away. And like this dream was like vivid. And it was about this creepy man. It was like a tall, thin, older man who walked in our house um, playing the flute. And it reminded me of like the Pied Piper. You know how like he goes and he plays the flute and all these kids follow him. They're almost like <gasps> hypnotized by his music. It's like an old fairy tale. Yeah. So this man walks in our house and like in the dream I'm having, like I picture the front of our house. I picture like the staircase, like our whole entire like outline of the house. He walks in, he's playing this beautiful like but haunting flute music. And I come out of my room and I look over the staircase at him and he's playing this flute. And like, I don't remember exactly what happens next, but I think we had our cousins over and they were all following him. And I was like, what are you guys doing? Like, where are you going? And I'm trying to hide in like a bathroom. And he ends up going down into the basement and our cousins are following him. And it was just a really eerie dream. And I remember scaring you and you were like, stop talking about this because it was just so creepy. And that was so long ago too. Oh yeah, we were, I was probably like eight or nine. Like I was young. And we like still remember that dream. Yeah. And I couldn't sleep for a long time after that. And I think you couldn't either because we were thinking about this creepy man coming at our house with a flute. Don't know what it meant or why I dreamt it, but did you have any like dreams from childhood that you can still remember vividly to this day? Not, I don't think as scary as you at that period of time. My like scary dreams sort of started more so like in like, college after college like and I've spoken about this so many times on my YouTube and stuff of like my spirit visitation dreams where I just really felt strongly that whatever what I was dreaming about was its like own separate personality like this own being that would like come to me and like try to reach out to me in my dreams and like I would feel a presence like when I woke up I would feel a presence with me in the room like it had not been just a dream and it was with me in the waking life too yeah that's scary like ty and i won't go to graveyards anymore at least with like filming equipment and cameras and stuff because we used to go to like the most haunted graveyards in ontario searching for looking something. out for it wanting yeah. to bring the vlog cam- vlog camera yeah. and we went to this one place and while we were there i just felt this awful presence this weird vibe i was so uncomfortable And we didn't even finish filming. I was like, Ty, we need to go. Like, I don't feel okay here. And you know how people say that spirits don't like when you go there to not pay your respects, but Mm. instead going there for entertainment or to film or something. And even when we were leaving, I was like, Ty, we have to like say something like before we leave, like the gate. So I turned and I'm like, I hope you all like rest in peace and you're doing okay. And like I did a whole speech and he was like, okay. And then I prayed right after because I'm like, I don't feel okay. Got in the car went home, went to sleep, had this horribly vivid dream. I was like outside of myself and I could, I was lying in the bed and all around the bed were the spirits from the graveyard. And they were leaning over the bed, looking down at me like, why the hell did you do that today? And they were like upset. And I was so scared that I woke up and I was like, Ty, like I had this dream. Like, I don't know. I was so scared. He had this odd feeling to go out to our driveway and all the doors of the car were open. And this was like in the morning. They were all wide open. And nothing was stolen. No, everything was fine. The car wasn't taken, but all the doors were open. And we wouldn't have left it like that. And we only needed two doors to exit. Didn't you say too, when that had happened, 
um because i remember this yeah didn't you say that it had been raining like all mm-hmm. night so then when you got to the car and everything had been open there it was like soaking yep. sopping wet in the car and it was just like such a negative it was terrifying and i will never do that ever again ever and it's sad because there's so many interesting graveyards around the world that I would love to go mm. and film, like respectfully, yeah. but I can't do it anymore. I feel like you and I have also had the ex- like too many negative things happen around and after like doing ghost hunting stuff. Yeah, which we is won't why... do that anymore. We used to go ghost hunting all the time at different haunted hotels and locations. Bad things. It's too evil. It's not about like, okay, so we would experience scary things at those places that I will never forget, actually. I, I only just started being able to sleep in the dark again because of... We had real experiences. experiences there. But that's not even the reason why we stopped. The reason why we stopped was because bad things, like bad luck, things in life would just happen after. Mm-hmm. And, like, just so close to, like, those things. Like, it just made sense that, like, what we're doing is bringing negativity into our lives, like, our actual lives that was, like, affecting things. I remember. I would get brutally sick afterwards. I, for a year, I was seeing this black figure in my room that would lean over my bed. So scary. And, like, I would call mom crying, and I was like, what do I do? Do I need to, like, go see someone like and I you would didn't tell even grandma talk, this is your first time talking about this too because right because I think so because I remember he, for a while you didn't even tell me what no, you I was were too seeing scared because saying it out loud there's something about that where it gives it more life yep you're like contributing to the energy of it and I remember yeah you wouldn't say it in a video or whatever because it's so real yeah I it's was too I real i have to see a pastor and it wasn't that <laughs> i thought i would be possessed it was like almost like your life is possessed you know what i mean like your everything around you has become like the evil can't get to you personally to hurt you but they're lingering around to scare you you know what i mean well and that's like, the thing it's we're bringing negativity yeah we're christians and so i believe that like nothing can harm me they can, they're around. They can harass the world. and they torment. Can harass. Yes, exactly. They can torment and harass. And if you are surrounding yourself with stuff like this and, and you know, like some, it's sad because you don't realize, like you don't, you don't realize that this is something that can be a result of that mm-hmm. and your intentions are good and you just want to get good footage and you just want to make good content and have we fun. We were never disrespectful. Well, because, but also like those ghost hunting experiences were so fun. They were. And we used to laugh and yeah. like have the best times and ha- like create like funny, fun memories. But at the end of the day, there's something much darker yeah. looming, looming over it. And other reasons why we don't do it anymore. <laughs> yes. Yes. But I remember yeah. after the very last ghost hunting thing that we did. It felt the most At the Glen Erin Inn or whatever. Yeah. I remember after that. Because remember I went straight to the hospital after that because of my mm-hmm. toe? Your toe. Guys, I had to get my toenail cut off. Yeah, that's awful. It was brutal. Straight from the hotel, I went. Mm-hmm. I remember after that, you approached me and you were like, I don't think we should do this anymore yeah. because bad things just keep happening. And you were on the same page. You're like, my thoughts exactly. I was like, I was thinking the same thing. Because yeah. if this is something that we were supposed to be doing or like like God wanted us to be doing, it yeah. wouldn't be this. It wouldn't feel this heavy. Right. Guys, like trust your instincts. 
trust your gut, you know? I don't think your gut is wrong ever. Yeah. If you feel like you shouldn't be doing something. But, like, I've also come to the realization that anything left lingering here is not good. Oh, yeah. You always go and you're like, oh, there's good spirits and there's, let's talk to the good ones. In my opinion. I agree. And I know you believe this too. Anything left here or that haunts here, it's bad. Because anything that was good is somewhere else. Mm-hmm. This place, Earth, everything that happens here is so negative and evil and scary and bad. And, and I think we can all agree that it is so challenging to be a human and live life here. And like moving on when you die or when you pass away is like a happy thing and like something to look forward to because you are no longer trapped in this like sad, depressing world where your body like gets sick and you're like brain has mental health issues and like bad things happen so many bad things in this world happen if you're like a good person then you're no longer here like literally like i mean this might be controversial this is a tea this is okay but i you know when people are like oh like i was visited by my grandma it's not your grandma it is not your watch a horror movie like literally watch the conjuring watch a horror movie it's not your grandma your grandma is in heaven smiling down on you literally, watching you live yes, your life it doesn't it doesn't mean that they are not sending signs you know what i mean like if you like see a butterfly and you're like that you reminds feel me your of grandma. grandma of course like yes that i agree with but if your grandma <laughs> walks you your grandma in your room in the middle the of the hallway. night First That's of all, terrifying. <laughs> like, hereditary vibes. I just don't... I think it's a trick. Because... And hear me out. Like, demons and the devil and all those things are master manipulators. Tricksters. They are tricking you. They are manipulating you. They're using the love you had for somebody and using that to manipulate you and to trick you well that's the thing about like demons and stuff i don't believe that they're hiding in the scary dark basement i think that they're plain sight acting as love and light pretending to be something that they're not to draw you in truly like that is what i see evil well that's like mom's experience with the ouija board after she had one of her best friends pass away back in i don't know if it was high school or college and she was at a party where they were using a Ouija board and she tried to speak to him and she knew right away that something was wrong. You know, you just get a vibe. Especially if you're, I feel like if you're a very spiritual person and you get that vibe. Trust oh, your gut. Trust your yeah. instinct. Something that is of light and love and God isn't going to make you feel. Isn't going to talk through a Ouija board first off. Well, yeah, but. <laughs> If it's not God, then it's not. Like, if it's not, if it doesn't feel right, it's not God. Yeah. It's not love and light. It's not. If you have to, like, question or, like, you're like, "Mm." Yeah. Be careful out there, guys. Like, if you know something's not right, don't do it. You know? (laughs) Don't do it. And, like, even though, like, it might bring you joy. But that's what we just said, like, with the Doja Cat thing, right? Like, it's so catchy and you want to listen to her music and stuff. That's like especially the being ghost a fan. Hunting. Like like it was fun. We had a great time. Like we had lots of laughs. We it's had addictive. Good memories. It's addictive. Like, you want to do it more. Back. You want to do it again. But then you have to be like, but remember what happened last time? Yeah. You know? Remember what keeps happening? Yeah. That's another lesson we've learned <laughs> in the past few years. Yeah. It's a big lesson and it's a hard lesson. 
because we loved that stuff. But even when I was a kid, and I don't know if you want to tell this story or not. What? I was, oh, when yeah. I was negatively, so we started watching really intense horror movies probably <laughs> when I was like in grade like seven, and a lot of it dealed around like possession and like demons oh coming gosh, and stuff. Right? And I was really negatively affected by it. I was having anxiety, and I wasn't voicing it until one day it all brewed up inside of me, and it all just came tumbling out to my poor sister. My parents were out. I don't know where they were. And I was supposed to be babysitting came home Mandy. from school. They yeah, were we still were at work. I remember this like and it was yesterday. I went to Mandy and I basically told her that the devil was coming mm-hmm. to our house. And he, when the phone rang, I'd be like, that's him trying to talk to us. And I completely believed it. Like this wasn't me trying to scare you or pulling a joke. <laughs> I was I know, I was bawling. I was having anxiety. I was like, we have to hide. Remember we went in your room we hid and behind hid the behind bed. the bed. And I was terrified. And I was scaring you so bad. And I always feel bad when so I look you know back what? on it. So I remember this like it was yesterday because I was so, so scared because Jess was so scared. And when yeah. you're a little girl and your big sister is like, we got to hide. The devil's coming. Yeah, and then like, okay. And then like the phone would ring. That's the devil calling. Yeah. And then mom would like unlock the door and come into the door and she, Jess would be like, the devil's here. That's the devil breaking in, blah, blah, blah. And I used to be so upset and so, like, almost, like, angry at you for doing that. Yeah. But now as an adult and, like, pregnancy does a lot of, like, crazy things to you and you, like, really, like, start to think about people and, like, who they were as a child and, like, seeing their inner child. I see everyone that I have in my life, I I see their inner child and I have Mm -hmm. sympathy and empathy for them. I love that. And I see you as a little girl traumatized and feeling the need to express it. And even though you scared the shit out of me, (laughs) I see you and I I see that. And I'm I'm so sorry. Because it was embarrassing for a very long time. Well, like, mom... (laughs) Mom got so mad at Jess. When mom came home, I ran down the stairs and I was like, Jess says that the devil's coming. And mom was like, what? (laughs) And Jess was like at the top of the stairs. I was crying. I was like, I was crying too. I know. You were crying to mom. And I was like, Jess is saying that the devil's here and the devil's coming and the devil's calling. And mom was like so mad at Jess because I was horrified. Yeah. And that's why she was mad at you. But I know, didn't she have a separate little conversation she with you later? She pulled me aside and she was like, is this true? Like, is this real? Because we might have to go see a priest or like a pastor or something. And <laughs> I remember water. when she had that conversation, I started downplaying it because I was like, wait, 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 wait. <laughs> like, this is starting to scare me. Like, I don't want to go see a priest. You're like, like I don't need to be exercised. Yeah. Like, I. Th- but honestly, like, I think she thought maybe that was one of the cases or I was being tormented by something. I would have thought so, that too. But I, I appreciate that she sat me down and was like, do we need to take steps? Because that has to happen sometimes. And I was kind of like, no, like, it's fine. Like, I'll be fine. Like, I'm just scared of scary movies. And she was like, okay, well, if it changes, let me know. I have clients that have told me about family possessions. Like, it happened. Like, separate clients in different parts of my, like, career yeah. that have told me and opened up to me about a family member being possessed and having to get a medium or a priest or something come in and like it's really truly terrifying I actually had one friend client 
who was possessed themselves as a child. And she doesn't remember any of it. That's terrifying. But her parents tell her about what had happened to her. And in all of the stories that I've heard from people, like, telling me about these possessions and stuff in their families, it always ends with them puking up black. It always ends with a purge of black. And it's weird because, like, these are all different people, different walks of life, different times in my career telling me these stories similarly it always ends up with this puke of black and it's a purge and it's gone they're better i know it's it's very strange like the similarity it's terrifying yeah i mean i feel weird that we're wrapping this up with such a um a dark but it's spooky season guys it's spooky season (laughs) and by the way spooky season starts in september i don't care obviously september 1st i don't care September Last 1st. Last week of August, even, is kind of Okay, so August is when I start to bring out the fall scents. Me too. Candles. The fall vibes. Mm-hmm. You get a little bit of a chill in the air here and there in August, and you're like, ooh. Yep. Fall's coming. And then it's September 1st, and then it's like pumpkin spices out. Starbucks has all of their fall drinks. Mm-hmm. And you start seeing, like, the fall stuff coming in the grocery stores, pumpkin spice everything, the Pillsbury cookies. I just got... A box of them last night. Oh, they're so good. You know, <laughs> these four months are so fun because it's two months of Halloween, two months of Christmas. And it's back to back. My favorite time of year. My favorite four time of, of year. Four months of fun. And because, then it's January and you're like... <sighs> but for me, it's Halloween. And then baby. Christmas baby. The way that she has forgotten that my birthday is in November. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so it's like Halloween, birthday, Christmas, baby. Girl, you have everything. Well... Okay, I know. (laughs) No, but I get so excited about this time of year because it's like good thing after good thing after good thing. And Christmas and Halloween is just the best. Wait, now January is not going to be so somber. Yeah, because there's going to be a little birthday, a little baby birthday. Ophelia. (laughs) Expect more spooky conversation because it's spooky season and we've got a lot to say. We do in general. It, like, in general, but also we have so much, exper- like, so many stories, so many experiences revolving spooks. Oh, yeah. And, like, I have, because I, I know we, we need to talk about, um, which probably, for the sake of time. Not today. Not today. But, like, because I even have childhood, like, paranormal stories. Yeah, I wrote some like, down. Like, we can't, we talk forever. Like, guys, I wrote a whole page of things we wanted to cover today. Got through a quarter of it. Yeah. But it's good, though, because it's, like, more, more for, next for next time. time. So exciting. I have a lot to say. Yeah. <laughs> it's so ex- I love having a podcast <laughs> with my sister. Anyways, guys, thanks for listening. <laughs> Don't forget, there is if you're watching on YouTube, there's a link in the description. If you click on it, it'll take you to all the sources where you can listen to our podcast. We're on Spotify. We're on Apple Podcasts. We have an Instagram that we're going to link down below. We post, like, fun little clips from the podcast on there. And, yeah, just thanks for listening and watching. You guys are the best. And we're excited for the next episode. Stay tuned. So excited for the next episode. All right, guys. Bye. Bye.